G'day punters, welcome to another episode of The Mailbag. On this week's show, Pete Anthonis and I speak to Rob Scurry. After another winning set from him at Rose Hill, we discuss who won and why and which horses we're following. Following that, we'll head to, to Caulfield, have a look at the good races, including the Group 3, Bletchingly, and identify a couple of horses to follow. As always, The Mailbag and our reviews are by punters com.au the number one racing database in racing every sectional we speak about on today's show can be yours with the sectional pro form subscription it's the version of punting form that i use and everyone at the mailbag uses if you're semi-serious about horse racing you must give it a go enjoy this seasonal transition period four guys who enjoy looking at horses and punting on horses band together to give you mail on horses live from wherever their families allow them to record drew patchell this must be the first pet project of yours that didn't involve resorting to chloroform pete anthonis it was an accident okay much like when bigfoot got your mom pregnant resulting in you rob scurry <laughs> what are you laughing about, Jolly Green Jizz Face? And Jack Dickens. I can't airbrush history, ma'am. I'm not Joseph Stalin. No, no, that's true. You're not. You don't have a tenth of his charm. This is The Mailbag. Don't be scared, little girl. It's only me. And who is me? I'm the king of the Rob Scurry, my man, how are you going after another another big winning set for you at Rose Hill, my man? You must be feeling pretty good about yourself and about life. Oh, look, you know, it was it was really good to get away because I was in a pretty dark dark space, you know, um, about race six. Even though, you know, I was back in your stuff and I felt I was, you know, picking them really well for the MYM punters, but I just stuffing up the units and then, um, yeah, managed to turn around the last two races to get a win. So. Um, it's rare that um, I do that, you know, when you think you're in a bit of a hole and you can't quite pull the right rein, so to speak. Right, let's. we're going to kick through Rose Hill. We're going to do four races, guys. We're going to do race one, race six, race seven, and race eight. We'll start with race one, 1,200 metres, two-year-olds. Lucy Cicillo won, paid $4.30 on Betfair SP. Pete, what they do in the race to the benchmarks and punting form data? The data says they went fast here. They went 5.3 lengths fast to the six. And they came home okay. There was four horses there that broke the class benchmark overall. But uh, obviously, Lucy Cello. Is that how we're saying it? I don't even know. With Tommy Berry on board. Anyway, that was obviously the, the most impressive of the lot. It's, it's, it's recorded the biggest overall figure of the entire meeting again. Last time we did this podcast, uh, Fortnight back three of us. It, a two-year-old recorded the biggest uh, figure as well. I think that horse was as horse trained, Barry Ridden. Spend. Spend. How smart's this horse, Rob? Uh, it, it was – look, it, it doesn't look like like a world beater, a, a bit like that thing that um beat, beat the uh, the boom horse Sir Elton last week. Its name just escapes me. Um, I think it's Hawkbury on her. I should know wine wine in it. Hawkbury uh, on her or something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, um, yeah, this is it's a grey. It's it's a bit toey, which is rare for Waller. You know, Waller's stable for me. Most of his horses parade really relaxed. Um, this one's a bit toey, and um, you know, she looked she looked pretty close to a top. I'm reckon I'll probably have a bit of a let up now, and maybe come back in four to six weeks. Um, but I, I think it showed a pretty good turn of foot. 
Um, we, we sent out the second horse on top, um, sort of following our money a bit from the previous two weeks when it ran fourth. Um, it, it, it's run a good good race, um, the, the second horse. Um, what else out of the race? Not much else, mate. Um, Luciello, I think, is a good horse, but um, when those really good sort of three-year-olds come back, I'd probably want him to take it on. I think people might sort of overplay the stylishness of its win here. Okay, race six was 400-meter race. Ledger late one, paid $19 on the fair beat, blazing Lick. in my Demtata. Peter, data. Uh, they didn't please. go particularly quick here. They went five lengths slow to the six. Uh, nothing broke class benchmark for the race. Uh, so take from that what you will. Rob, did you have Wimla second last when you mapped the race? No, no. I, I did have – my worry was the map. Uh, for the horse, but I just just thought the horse paraded, um, you know, just how I love gay Waterhouse horses to parade. Um, you, you'll know it, Jack, when you see a happy gay gay horse. Um, it sounds a bit strange, yeah, but yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're a beautiful thing. And, and uh, yeah, I, I thought this this was um, really unlucky on the day. A lot of people are giving Nash a bit of shit. It's obviously, they've gone a bit slower. Um, I, I can't understand why why he's Gone back to last time. I, I think when, when when you ride a horse from a wide barrier and you elect to go back, you are at the just the mercy of the gods. And if they decide to slow through the middle, you're fucked. And that's what happened here. This horse has recorded the 18th fastest last 600 of the meeting, 21st fastest last four, and then come home really strong with the seventh fastest last 200 of the day. That's with a good thousand meter race on the card as well. So it, it's a big figure, big close, and probably a horse we can follow. Thoughts? Yeah, look, I, I do think it is just just a pretty weak race. Um, you know, if that runs in a, on the one week backup or um, in the next fortnight, similar grade, I think it'll just about win, even luck. Pete, anything from that race for you? Nah, God no. <laughs> right, right, race seven, fifteen hundred meters. Peter, please help me with the data. Uh, they've gone even, uh, basically two lengths slow. To the 600 there, but again, nothing's broken class. Um, obviously, Cradle Mountain's dropped right out there towards the end, so I guess that's probably a bit of an excuse there for why the, the overall race speed was slow because they really slowed down from the 1,000 to the 800. How'd Seaway Parade, Rob? Uh, at top for Waller, um, which is, you know, not perfect for Waller. If, if people get the text, I'll kind of get that's the kind of stuff I say about Waller horses. Um, yeah, so a, a bit like well, the, the. How two- would you describe a Waller parade? I, I would say a, a perfect Waller horse. Is it is not? It's like, it's like a dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, opposed, as opposed to like a perfect um, gay horse. Mm. Looks like what I hoped I looked like sort of him at 21, whereas now at 31, I'm more of a Waller horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, it. it, it I've got not... no go. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say about that? Would you agree with that sort of? Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think that one, they parade relaxed, most of them, and two, um, they've usually looked like they'd be better with the run. Yeah, but that's actually the they're at top at that point. Well, I know there's at top for Waller as well, which two at top for Waller's one, which which I don't trust. As much as you know, um, yep. perfect Waller. Um, but yeah, that Seaway it, it is a kind of a lightly framed horse anyway. Um, so you know, if it can hold condition or, or even put it on condition, third up, it, it could 
could keep going all right. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot of these horses are sort of you know when once the better class comes back now they'll be come back next next uh, winter. Rob, how did so, take it in turn look? Sorry, Pete, you go. Oh, how did take it in turn look? That's what I was going to ask. Drizzy was very excited about this horse. It, it looked um, underdone, like a gross horse. Um, didn't didn't think it. I was surprised to see it's been running, you know, for the last you know four six weeks. It's deep into a prep. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it looked looked like it could could certainly improve. Race eight, boys, was a eleven hundred meter dash and. Roberto, you're sort of uh, outside the lines here of the mailbag sort of ethos, and you decided <laughs> just, no, fuck it, I'm going to launch. And thank God you did. This thing was winning at the top of the straight, I thought. Bon a miss. Figures, please, yes. Peter. They went slow. They went 5.7 lengths slower than the average to the 600. And, again, nothing is broken class benchmark overall. Rob, how'd this feel? Uh, this, 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 is, this is a bit sweet. Um Look, you make me smile. Is a horse I know really well. They came for that big time in the market. It's a horse I was on first up when it was a benchmark sixty-four. It's a lovely, uh, so you think horse, um, my kind of horse. But it clearly looked underdone to me. So that that got me a little bit more excited about Bonamy. It was nearly all five units here. Uh, I hate to say that now, but you know those. Um, it just it just looked the one. You know when I when I was considering um, demonstrate, which is a horse that. Um, might have beaten that Malibu style one day down at Flemington. Um, yeah. And now that, that was 100 to 1. When I'm considering maybe a bet with that, it's, it's probably more likely that um, I should be going hard at Bonhomie. Um, top, the fastest you know, last six, four, and two of the race were recorded in this – of the day were recorded in this race by Tonico. So it's, yeah. it's flown home. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a back market that, that, that does that. Um, and as you said, they haven't gone that quick. I, I think Tanico's limited. Fair. Not well. Anything else from Rose Hill? Which horse we follow on? Uh, I don't know. Boss Lane's gone as well as ever, mate. Um, but for Ronnie Quinton, <laughs> Sammy Clifford in. Um, How would Sharp Hustler parade in Rose 9? Uh, improvement to come. Um, it looks like a bit of a highway horse to me. Um Prime candidate, we had a bit of a bit of a, bit of a crack at um, Grey oh, Worms. Uh, that was torturous. Oh, that was all right, man. I, yeah, I thought, I thought we were winning at the like, top of the straight. Yeah, yes, so did I. But and it was great. You can to... Just put in like four really strong strides here. We're home. They just That's ground right. away. He did. He just ground away. But um, when he pinged the gates and found that OSL spot, I was pretty. I was pretty happy. Um, yes. it was an outstanding ride. Timmy Clark, you know, one of the best. Um, look, Grey, Grey Worm, um, I think he's a, he's a nice style of horse. He's a bit small. Um, he might be a bit overplayed with the Game of Thrones reference or something. People seem to think he's, you know, good. But I, I think I think he is good. But um, whether he's – he had a bit of a boom on him down at Melbourne. Is that, is that right? That's fair. Okay. Well, well he's, he's, he not, pants, he's not – He run. pants them first up at the Valley last prep. Yeah, on, on a Friday night. Oh yeah, which, uh, which we're, we're getting closer to. Thank the gods. With Bruce, Bruce might say, um, "Look, there's there's not much, not much I can really follow. Just looking forward to you know the good horses. I've got I've got one more week of winter racing, um, and then we'll have uh, you know the good three year olds. Then we'll have the wait for age missile stakes in three Saturdays time. So um, just about through the winter and looking forward to the good horses coming back." 
All right, let's kick over to Caulfield now, boys. We're going to do races one, race six, seven, eight, and nine, five in total. Race one was an interesting race. The tempo was pretty extreme, and it was just sort of a staying test, which I think really suited Palmy. It was a horse. I was a, the only knock I had on it was that it stayed at fourteen hundred. It paraded like a complete and utter moral. Uh, a little bit like Bonamis. I underbet here, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Very well, surprised to see how strong Igniting went, given it was pretty awful on the synthetic. It's it's like almost one noble fight. It's, it's a tricky little race to, to gauge going forward, but it's a pretty big effort from the, the horses in the finish, I think. Yeah, well, I'm just going to comment underbet because your strike rate in two-year-olds just means a one-unit play at the moment is an underbet for you, mate. You, you're seeing them like beach balls every week in the two-year-olds, just about. I yeah, doff, pretty, doff my hat. I doff pretty my hat flat too. about it, to be honest, even though we started well, probably should have banked a few more units. Fair enough. Pete, race six was over the mile. What did they do to the data? Uh, they barely walked. Uh, Ten lengths slow to the 600. That's pretty slow. Was this all his best ride of the day, Rob, in your opinion? Or was his ballet master effort the one? Uh, well, the, the, one was this was up the inside for, for memory. And the ballet master, he kind of, um, you know, just found the back of the right horse at the right time and just tracked into the race with beautiful balance. And, this was um, just peak early here because it, it was a race day where the inside was off. Yeah, but he still went hard to make ground. So, but because the inside's off, they're all going to get off the inside. So, if he just smokes the pipe, whilst he might lose a length or two, he's going to get clear air. It was just an outstanding, deep thinking ride from the master, who's now growing, trying to grow a beard again, and keep growing it all because you're riding like a fucking weapon that you are. This was an outstanding ride. We backed also a high beam here from the yard, and despite. Jumping from barrier six, Willow somehow landed three fucking wide and cast. And despite that, turning into the straight, I thought, holy shit, this is going to be Christmas because I bet and bet two more times before they jumped. So two, three times the unit man I suggested. I still won on the race because we suggested a bet on the winner. Um, but fuck, I thought, holy shit, like I can buy a new car here, top of the straight, and then it just stopped. I think it traded $1.60 or $1.50 in run, betfair.com.au. Um, how do you boys go here? I backed the fucking thing each way, uh, and I did back the <laughs> winner thing? as well. High beam, oh, yeah. and um, I, I won a little bit on the race. I think I won about um, 100 bucks on the race. But, um, yeah, it, it, I was I was cheering high beam, and, you know, you know, it was good to see Benetite come through. I'm like, oh, phew, saver. So, yeah. It was an exciting race, man. It was great in my oh, and, the, and this next race was probably the most exciting race on the day. Race seven over 1,200 metres. Peter, what did they do to the data? Yeah, they went even. They went one and a half lengths fast to the six, and the first four across the line broke the class benchmark as well for the race. And the first three across the line sat in that three-wide sort of position, and whilst the horses, News Girl, uh, Pick Up the Pieces, who were both heavily back late, controlled the race. Both jockeys, young kids. Well, I don't know how old Patrick Maloney is, actually, but they both decided to really drop anchor from sort of the eight to the four, and it just crucified their chances. Paddy Maloney's biceps would have been in agony when he got off this thing. 
News Girl was whipped after it was headed. We backed it, frustrated with the ride, um, but I think the horse can be followed still. Pick out the pieces was not suited by the ride, can improve. Street Icon, not suited by the race shape. Algodon Miss has shown the potential to do what it did, and it really let down and won strongly. Tell Me was stiff. Drew was in the fetal position. You could just... You could feel his pain through the through the text messages, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. And Calzini went pretty well. Thoughts from this race, boys? Yeah, I think I don't, I don't know these horses, mate. Um, nah. Uh, but, news girl. Tell me up there. It does ring a bell? Um, and the but I could be confusing it with another Hawks horse in those colours, um, with the green with the white sash. Um, but it wasn't. Didn't News Girl go really quick down the Flemington Straight and then fold up? So they wanted this time to, you know, maybe go not a bit overly, slower. Not overly quick. I, I'd much prefer this horse. Give me, give me two seconds. This horse can go a lot quicker than it went. It was. I think. A, it, I think it went a lot quicker down the Flemington Straight last start. It was a disappointing. I, I, I in the run, I was starting to look elsewhere. Put it that way. Yeah, not try, yep, trying to get your money out. But, but I just don't – I hate when they, the horse is fighting the jockey and the jockey's fighting the horse. It just doesn't oh, yeah. ever end well. At Flemington, the horse went 12.5 lengths faster than 600. At Caulfield, it went 5.3. Fast. Fast. So it went seven lengths slower, though, yeah. on the week back up. So last six, five, seven days ago, the horse, like, he's travelling along at 60 k's an hour. Yep, all right, this is what I do, is it? Cool. The next week, he's he's got the break on as the forty zone to school zone, mate. Slow down. The horse is confused. It's still it's still spending the same amount of petrol, but it's not getting as far. Frustrated. Anyway, I think that horse will get like a three week spell here and like a three week freshen and come back and be pretty powerful if it gets to sort of Valley or a Caulfield deck. Next race is race number eight and a big group three and Caesar went pop. Why did it go pop, and what did they do to the data, Pete? Uh, well, they went a little bit just slower than even, 2.8 lengths slow to the 600. Um, only the winner has broken the class benchmark. No surprise there. It was a best-of-the-day performance from Scales of Justice, and not only was it a best-of-the-day, the horse has actually returned with a career personal best first up, beating the figure he recorded when he won the Group 1 Railway Stakes and then ran second in the Kingston Town Group 1 over in WA. How much did you have on here? Uh, I equal stake horses that I like in Melbourne, WA horses. Um, it's three figures a pop. And so far in the last couple of months, I've got Scales of Justice, Reykjavik and Malibu style up at the same sort of quote. Okay, so what do you guys think about Caesar? I saw it at Randwick when it won first up. Um got back off a reasonable pace and seemed to travel really well. Like, it was, seemed to be slowly away and just destroyed them that day. Um, I think, think boss, boss Lane, there's some Boss Lane form for you there. I'm tying that in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he beat he be, he be Boss Lane. There's my, here's my read on this horse. It, it's paraded fine. Culty, but athletic and a really nice horse. They went... It went three lengths fast to the 600 at Randwick first up. The race went 8.4 fast. On Saturday, the race went 4.3 fast. So if it went the same speed as it went at Randwick, it would be 1.3 lengths off Jungle Edge. 
it's gone exactly benchmark. It's come home almost the same figure as it did previously at Randwick. It's only once, twice recorded a faster last 600 than it did on Saturday. The horse spent the first half of this race fighting M. Walker and M. Walker fighting it. Its head is never settled. They're just at war with each other for for position in run instead of tempo in run. It could have... I think there's a lot of sort of people jumping straight off this horse. It's SP two fifteen. It was a dollar eighty. Um, that was the wrong price. But it's SP's. It's SP. The ride was awful. It cornered awful. But it probably half cornered awful because it was confused and Sydney, fighting the jockey. Sydney horse. Big, big watch where this thing goes next start. I'd love it to stay in Melbourne. I'd love it to stay at Caulfield because you're going to get a big price of a horse that could really bounce back here. Yeah, that'll be yeah maybe two weeks time. Um, or it could come up for the missile stakes in Sydney uh, in two weeks. Uh, they seem to, you know, r- run them here, there, and everywhere. John Hawks, Chris Waller, up down in Melbourne. It's hard to know what they're doing next. You see that cliffs on top. What what about scales of justice? What kind of type is? Uh, is I he... can. I'm not sure what to do with Lindsay Smith. I was trained out of the old, like the old weir joint. The horse was fucking friendless from the fair. I had I was, I was going to back both Scales and Justice and um, Cliff's Edge, which is basically what I said I'll do on the preview pod. And then I just thought oh, I'll just halve the units here and back um, Cliff's Edge. I, I, I thought Caesar played pretty well. I, if I could have got rid of it, I would have sort of bet harder. Um, I think the way the race went, like if they did go faster, I think Caesar goes better. I think Cliff's Edge goes better. I think the way it was sort of, whilst it's a fast race, this is a group race. The sort of tempo suited the better horse, like the better turn of foot horse, which is Scales of Justice. This is a horse that's peed real short in big races at Caulfield and everywhere. It's a really, really nice horse. I think if it's a more hard run race, Cliff's Edge would be better suited. So I think sort of the 1400, Cliff's Edge is right on track to sort of have a really nice prep, I think. Oh, Pete, anything else? No. You are, you are well, well and truly a Cliff's Edge number one fan. Oh, 100%. I love him. I love him. I think he can walk slightly better. I think he'll improve off what he did on Saturday. Race nine, we'll touch on Tia Nugent's outstanding ride here on Tashanti. Is that how we say it? Tashanti. Peter, you work at Sky. How do we pronounce that horse's name? Sahitsi. Sahitsi. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. What they do to the what they do to the data on to you, Peter, here in race nine Caulfield? Uh, a little bit slower than even three lengths slow to the six hundred. The winner and the runner up have both broken the class benchmark for the event. That's about it. Just an outstanding ride from Teo. Just ground him into the ground. I think the horse to follow from the meeting comes from this race as a coming winner sort of runs. It's a peg. Couldn't win. With the way the race shape was here, it was enormous late, strong through the line, follow, follow, follow. Since Pegs recorded the second fastest last 600, the third fastest last 400, and the fastest last 200 of the day. That's over 400 metres. There were a lot of really fast sprint racing on, on Saturday. There's 1,100 metre races. There was 1,200 metre races. So the 1,200 metre group three. And he still recorded the fastest last 200. That's pretty impressive. The fastest last 600 of the day was Scales of Justice. And the fastest last 400 of the day was Ollie on Benolti. Ben- <laughs> Peter, you work at Score, ben- please. Uh, ben- Benetois? Ben- ben- I don't know. Whatever it's called. 
So that's it. That's it from Caulfield. The biggest overall figure was obviously Scales of Justice in the Group 3, race 8 over 1,200 metres. Uh, this week, we've got racing from Sale on Wednesday, believe it or not, punters. I'm likely to go pending scratchings. I've gone through the meeting briefly, and there's a fair few races I'm quite keen to bet into. There'll be a gigantic moves bet when odds go up, if they go up around sort of right price. Um Big week for us all. Winning set in at Rose Hill. Winning set at Caulfield. Movers have never been going better than they are currently. And long may it continue. Please God, Allah, Buddha, Zeus, Harry Potter, and Bilbo Baggins. Anything else I should touch on, boys, before we finish it up? Question time. With Ethan Brown taking a break, who's the new Chop King Junior Apprentice? Theo T. Stockdale? Question mark. I think Tio Nugent is the number one apprentice in Victoria currently. We identified him three or four months ago on a previous show with when Dan Kelly was on. He was pushing him really hard as well. Uh, he's up to riding on a Saturday. I think Stockdale's got some pretty nice wraps on him. I think M Kent's pushing him pretty hard too. So uh, he's going well. They'd be the two for sure. Whoever, whoever asked that question, I've forgotten, but... Um, He's spot on. He knows what he's talking about. Tio News at number one. I think he still claims three, which is outstanding. And the other question is from the Profits. One for me. Uh, WA Horses in Victoria, a hidden gem from a point of profit on turnover, turnover-wise. Profit on turnover-wise. Um, your thoughts? Well, you'd have to put that into a punning, punning form.com.au system and just you could actually just get the exact answer. I'm not sure why Drew hasn't done that. Maybe he's... Uh, Maybe he's prompting me to, to mention that. On the systems on Pony Form, you can you can just about cut it up any way you like and find out one way or the other if you're profitable or not, if your theory works or if it doesn't. Yep, pretty much. Uh, look, I, I guess from my point of view, I guess just simply that they probably are slightly underestimated, but I think a good horse is a good horse at Translator Cross. As you mentioned earlier in the pod, Scales of Justice SP'd pretty short a few runs there in Victoria before going amiss with... Uh, with the little issues that it had in previous preparations. So, I don't know. I think maybe you might get away with it the first start, but that would be about it. Yeah, I think Scales of Justice had that prep back in... It's almost had two preps back in Perth, but like it SP'd at Caulfield in a Group 1 Super Clark where Sandra and Elaine won. It SP'd $3.60. Previous to that, it ran second... And the Bobby Lewis at Flemington down the straight, SP four eighty versus Red Kirk Warrior. Like it's clearly a horse when you're doing the the form. The like it's got severe ability. So it's two starts previously in Victoria. We're a Group Two, then a Group One, and its average SP would have been four dollars and twenty cents. And then on Saturday in a Group Three, we're looking at fourteen dollars late. Which saying that out loud. Um, Makes me feel like a real fucking idiot, to be honest. Anyway, <laughs> horse to follow from Belmont, please, Peter. Uh, um, let's go Belmont Pago for Lindsay Smith because he's winning everywhere. So Belmont Pago, race two, uh, one first up, unsuitable distance, should go well next start. All right, and Rob, are you on track this Wednesday or is it next? No, I think it's next Wednesday. It might be two weeks, but yeah, I'll be back at Randwick on Saturday. Hopefully, we'll get more of this fine weather. How is it in Sydney? You just half in, half out the house smoking another little <laughs> dardo? No, mate. Um, I'm actually trying to uh, 
um, knock that back in the week. Um, You've given yeah, me and my family another another addiction to deal with. Uh, oh well, you know it's better for you than beer in the hand wine. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, stuff. but that, I haven't alive. got rid of the beer. I just sort of double parked most nights. Ah, <laughs> oh, do all right. Look out. Um, no, it's best not to try and mix them. But yeah, um, yeah looking forward to getting around with man. Um, you know we had the bloody tennis and um, cricket to talk about the other week, but not much happening on the world of sport. You know, footy. Um, There's not much happening, is there at all right now? But, um, it scares me to death that Richmond are our flag favourites. This town's going to be mental if they win again. I don't know what to do about that. I really don't. Adelaide are gone. Coach is gone. Surely, surely, yeah. Coach is gone. Big time. I'm They're... cheering Brisbane Lions. I think. Yeah. And I just thank that. God every day that that North Melbourne chased John Longmore and we were able to re-sign him for an extra three years because we were very good yesterday. Again, mm. converting our inside 50 dominance early, just like we were the week before against Freo. Outstanding structural setup. Thank you. <laughs> um, what do we give the doggies any chance to knock off the Lions at home next week? I don't mind them and I don't yeah, mind the same. They're a chance, but you back them every week. So I think what you, I'm you cheering the Brisbane Lions. I hope they can go the whole way. I really do. Podgy. And I can't right. wait to get the Moon Valley on Saturday. That's enough dribble from us, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Feedback, encouraged, wanted. Any questions you've got about any products at the mailbag or anything to do with puntingform.com.au, hit me up at jack at the mailbag.com.au. Bye-bye.